All right, that is RVG. Nothing really changes. You got Sleaford's mods remix of that. Before that, you had a M83, new one from them. Mirror, then a new one from Floating Points called Birth 4000. After that, it was Idols with Dancer, and then a song before the last was Font. Song titles it. And uh, there you go. That's everything you've heard thus far. And thank you for tuning in to Living with Cramla here on WGOT LP Gainesville. Now, normally uh, what I'd like to do at this point is we would uh, kick into some 6th Street news. But as I mentioned last week, my bike got stolen. So I haven't really been pedaling much around 6th Street here in central Gainesville, collecting all my fun stories and interesting anecdotes. So, um, been out a little bit around, and I guess the big uh, news uh, from inside the zone, other than my bike getting stolen uh, from the bike rack outside of Hogan's in broad daylight. Uh, the other big news besides that last week here in Central Gainesville, uh, I would say it's the great new mural that you can find on the side of Smoke City across the street from Planet Fitness up on 13th Street, Northwest 13th Street. And I gotta say, that mural, it's pretty spectacular um, with Gator sitting down in a swamp with smoke um, billowing out of his nostrils. Uh, really good stuff. I think uh, it's work from Kerry uh, Martinez and Josh Sec, who've done a bunch of cool murals around town and this is one of, uh, one of their better ones and it's luckily close to my house so I get to see it quite often and other than that, 6th Street News, um, other than my bike getting stolen, uh, did I mention yet that my bike got stolen on the show? Uh, I guess really the only other thing I did kind of uh, outside in the zone is I uh, did want to work out outside with the nice weather, so I went up to good old uh, good old Ben Hill Griffin Stadium to do some classic uh, stadium steps. Now, Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, the Swamp, used to always be open to the public like like 350 days a year pretty much every day except for Christmas, Thanksgiving, and game days, but it's not the case anymore. And now it's uh, probably close to like 180 days or half the time um, because they close it down for all these various reasons, some of them football-related, some of them not, which I tell you this information because I haven't really been able to get out there because of the stadium closures and do stadium steps in quite a while. Uh, not nearly as much as I used to, and let's say that I paid the price the next day when I could barely walk <laughs> because um, my quads were so fried. I truly was walking um, like a man that had a, a stick up my butt. And given my ethnicity, um, that's a pretty believable walk. Um, shout out to uh, Eddie Murphy doing jokes like that in the late 80s? Yeah, late 80s. Or mid-80s. But anyway, um, since I'm a Tour de France aficionado, uh, I knew that the next day, even though my legs were so sore, I had to go back to the stadium to work out. Which sounds crazy, but it does keep them from getting really sore. Um, so that day I was like, fine going up the stairs, um, but watching me come down the stairs must have been hilarious because I was in immense pain every step and wanted to basically scream every time I had to make a step down. So um, I either look like I have never been down steps before, like a two-year-old, 
or maybe more like um, Donald Trump or Joe Biden trying to come down and navigate the steps of Air Force One. But hey, my plan did work out because the next day was in surprisingly uh, little pain um, from doing those stadium steps. So uh, probably go back. Well, I can't go back this weekend. Well, I can go back this weekend because so it's not a home game. So maybe you'll see me up there on a Saturday or Sunday if you want to go work out and run some stadiums. But anyway, um, that's all I've got for Sixth Street News. Um, let's get into new music, and we're going to start out with one from a band I'd never heard of until this past week. They're called Lower Town, and the song you're going to hear on Living with Grandma is Root Canal. <laughs>
this thing where I get older but just never wiser Midnight's become my afternoons When my depression works the graveyard shift all of the people I have ghosted stander in the room Sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby I am the monster on the hill Too big to hang out, slowly lurching toward your favorite city Pierce through the heart but never killed It's me My daughter-in-law kills me for the money She thinks I left them in the will And the family gathers round and reads it And then someone screams out He's laughing up at us from hell It's me I'm 
seemed like you're surrounded by douchebags and assholes on all sides Did you lose your nerve and you can't get up And your master plan is to run and hide Does the oil stain in the driveway look exactly like your first ex-wife Did you make it all the way to the end of your week But now you're brain dead and you're
T.L.P. Gainesville. Before that, you had uh, Lower Town, Root Canal. Then you heard uh, Sandra Lurch with Antihero, which happens to be a cover song uh, from this person, Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's it. Uh, then it was Midlake and John Grant. You don't get to um, the second song, second new song I played from them in the last couple of weeks and really enjoyed both of them. And then it was uh, Cupid and Psych with Spirit, and that's everything you've heard on living with Cramlaw. So let's do topics. And a uh, real quick update for topics before I go into a new topic. The topic last week was bad luck and I went in depth to how bad my luck had been for you know two or three weeks, just one thing after another. So I thought I would update and my luck is uh, not that bad. Maybe not great, but uh, not as bad as it's been, and uh, my mental health as well, after all that bad things happening back to back to back. So um, so this week is uh, technically going to be my Halloween show, because of where Halloween falls this year. Um, I thought that a good topic would be scary things. And like I said, last week I talked about bad luck, and that bad luck was attached uh, to quite a few scary things. First and foremost, an invasion of rodents um, and insomnia, two things that people really love, I believe. Um, and like I said, and kind of the opening, I, the good news is I can report that both of those things are better. Not perfect, but better. I'm still chasing at least one rodent around the house that uh, apparently is pretty trap resistant, unlike uh, many of his other uh, friends and colleagues. Uh, and I think, or, or it could be, maybe it's not that it's trap resistant. I had to change out uh, the Nutella, and I'm using peanut butter now as the bait. And uh, they don't really like the peanut butter. They really seem to like the Nutella. And wow, that's like actually a really good commercial for Nutella, I guess. Um, rats prefer Nutella over Jiffy peanut butter almost two to one. Um, and sorry, people out there who love all animals, and I've had feedback that I should trap them and take them out into a wooded area and free them into a forest. And personally, I will, like a wolf spider, or just about any kind of spiders, or you know, lizards and snakes and all those things, I'll, I'll scoop out like a wolf spider mom carrying all of her babies and deliver her and them to sweet, sweet freedom outside my house. But I just can't do that for rats, I'm sorry. So that's one scary thing in my life. Rodents, and I am really unusually frightened of these animals for some reason. And last week I described like that super stereotypical uh, picture of a woman, you know, standing up on uh, top of a chair in the kitchen, uh, screaming because there's a mouse in the house. Now, that would be me, except uh, 
no one's coming to trap or kill the mouse, so I have to get over my fear. Uh, so that's scary thing number one. The other big scary thing, uh, especially last week, was insomnia. And I've been dealing with insomnia now for close to three weeks. And um, while it is better this week, unfortunately, I still find myself waking up at you know, 3 or 4 a.m. every single night with like weird anxiety. And that was the time, you know, like two weeks ago, I was having to get up every night and check the rat traps and get rid of dead uh, rats and mice. And unfortunately, I'm still kind of waking up around that time. But I am actually sleeping at least for four or five hours a night. So um, uh, the week before, it was only like two or three hours. And that was like that for two weeks, which really gives me sympathy for people that deal with insomnia like on a regular basis, and I know a few people who do, it is so brutal. And I've only ever had self-induced insomnia, if you catch my drift. Um, I've only had that kind of insomnia before, so dealing with this has kind of been a first, and hopefully last, because not being able to sleep, I think I'm not alone and saying that really makes you feel crazy more than usual for me. But um, uh, those are the two scary things happening right now. I, I talked about both of them last week, so wanted to bring something new to the show. And I thought I would talk about uh, some new scary movies I watched this past week or so. And the two that I'm going to review are um, both older movies that you can uh, stream for free uh, with commercials, of course. Uh, so let's talk about those um, two movies. And um, like I said, you can watch one of them on Freebie and one of them on Pluto. And what I had been doing, looking for scary movies, was uh, going over top 50 horror movie list. And of course, there are a thousand of them on the internet. Surprise. And uh, I was looking for older movies that I had never seen because I've seen pretty much everything new. That's horror-related, that's any good anyway. And there are a lot, I mean a lot of old movies I've never seen in my life because uh, I only watched 80s and 90s movies growing up. I w really wouldn't watch anything before that. With the only exceptions, I did see from the 70s, I saw Jaws, Star Wars, and Alien. Those are the three that I saw many, many times that were 70s movies. but. Of course, none of those like really look or feel like a 70s movie, um, but there is a 1970s movie that I've known about for a really long time, and it's been on numerous, like the, the best of horror list, and that would be the 1973, I believe, 1973 cult movie, The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man, try that again. And it's cult for two reasons. One, because it's about a cult. And two, it's kind of had like a cult-like status um, of people that really love this movie, even though it's, I don't think it's widely uh, been viewed. Not like Exorcist or Halloween or anything, but um, so it's a cult for that reason. Like I said, it's also actually about a cult. And don't mix this one up with the Nicolas Cage remake, which happened in 2006, which um, everyone apparently hates, and now I'm interested in watching it. Uh, so maybe this weekend when I have some free time, I'll put that on while I'm uh, cleaning the house. 
So that gets to the question, what exactly is the wicker man? Well, uh, for starters, you have a police officer coming over from the mainland, arriving by a seaplane to, I think it's a remote Scottish island, uh, to investigate a case of a missing girl. And he arrives smack dab and wasn't really uh, well received because um, this is an island totally and I believe 100% um, occupied by this weird pagan cult. And for the first 30 minutes or so, it's this kind of like fish out of water story of uh, this police officer, uh, British police officer, kind of walking around this weird little town. And I'd say it's kind of like a, a goofy, like even trippier, uh, Willy Wonka, Brutus style type movie. And not exactly what I was expecting in the beginning, at least. And like I said, that's pretty much like the first act, which is, you know, 30 minutes or so. But from weird, like, Willy Wonka-type characters, it goes uh, dark. Like, very, very dark. Meaning, um, among other things, you'll see in a very uh, not-for-kids movie, there's uh, naked song numbers. Uh, totally nude women singing, uh, all kinds of weird, creepy masks, all kinds of weird, creepy kids. Um, there is open sex going on uh, that's depicted in the film, and it just keeps building up, building up, building up to a really insane, crazy ending. Uh, probably one of the most uh, iconic endings in movie history, probably up there with the Statue of Liberty seen it at the end of Planet of the Apes, and I had never seen The the Wicker Man before, but I knew from other sources and list uh, exactly how it ends, which is, uh, I think, it's probably like the inspiration for uh, Burning Man. Um, but anyway, uh, another thing that I really liked about Wicker Man, just besides how weird and different it was than any other like movies of that era, was that it's also definitely the inspiration for one of my uh, favorite newer horror movies, which would be Midsummer. I love that movie. So uh, if you like Midsummer, check out uh, Wicker Man. And if you don't like Midsummer, you probably don't want to check out The Wicker Man. Then the other um, old scary movie that I watched, uh, not really that scary, but it is in the horror genre classification, but uh, it's this movie called Duel which right off the bat you would think is a movie about people like doing a sword fight to the death or maybe a western, but um, what it actually is, it happens to be the very first movie uh, from a very famous director that everyone knows, uh, Mr. Steven Spielberg. And even though Duel actually was a made-for-TV movie in 1971, I think, it looks it really looks like a big budget movie, um, mostly because, you know, it's Spielberg, and he's, you know, got immense uh, directorial power, so um, it does not look like what you would think a traditional TV movie does, for sure, and it's got all the little um, traditional Spielberg touches, like the, you know, facial close-ups, and, uh, and borrowing very freely, too, from uh, classic Alfred Hitchcock movies, which... Um, so a, very much a thing for um, Steven Spielberg, at least early on in his career. 
And I'll have to say, The Duel is way better than any other TV movie I've seen. And not only that, like, in my opinion, it's one of the better movies I've seen in 2023, even though it's, what, 52 years old. Uh, the plot for a duel is really simple. It's not necessarily about a sword fight or a western. Um, it's just basically a tale of road rage, which, not surprisingly, resonates still in 2023. Uh, basically, between this man driving a car and another man driving an eight-wheeler, and you've got lots of, like, fun chase scenes across uh, the awesome southwestern desert landscapes. And I don't have to say, if The Wicker Man, the movie I reviewed before, if that was kind of the blueprint for Midsummer, then Duel, I would say, is actually the blueprint for Jaws. Except instead of a shark chasing people around, you have a uh, enormous truck. Uh, the best of all thing about the movie, something I've really come to appreciate from 1970s movie, is that even though there's special effects in this one, there is no use of CGI. And same with The Wicker Man. So that automatically makes me like it more because I'm a little bit over all the CGI stuff. But um, like I said before, you can stream both of them. Uh, Wicker Man is on freebie and Duel is on Pluto. And I highly recommend, if you haven't seen either one of those movies, they're free, check them out. And that more or less wraps up this week's topic of scary things but I'll still I still have one more horror movie review that I'll do in the next segment but it's a new movie anyway um, I wanted to keep the scary things a theme going throughout this next music box so we've got horror movie music from some of my favorite horror movies mostly uh, but leading things off you've got a, a new song the only new song in the segment is going to be from uh, John Carpenter, one of the great horror directors and great horror film, um, one of the great directors and one of the great musicians for doing soundtracks. Uh, musician, that's the word I was actually looking for. Jeez, old age is uh, killing my brain. But um, first up in the segment, you're going to get John Carpenter, his son Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. And like I said, it's a new song, it's 69th Street Bridge. But uh, it'll definitely find its way into one of uh, the new horror movies. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to Living with Cramwell.
Sorry from the Exorcist soundtrack, you had Mike Oldfield, Tubular Bells, and thank you for listening to my uh, my friend's place. Almost said the wrong show. I did say the wrong show, and I'm not editing out. You're listening to Living with Grandma here on WGOT LP Gainesville. Just did uh, some of my favorite songs from horror movies in that set, except for the first one, which is actually a new song, but it's from John Carpenter, uh, teaming up with Cody Carpenter and Daniel Davies. That one is called 69th Street Bridge, but right after that, we had another John Carpenter song. This time he teamed up with uh, Alan Horworth. It's called Drive to Santa Mira on uh, Halloween 3, which when it came out was pretty much universally hated because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. But now it's very much loved, especially from people of a certain age. And that age would have been when it was on HBO all the time um, as a kid. So. Uh, that movie has really, it's amazing what a cult following that has. Um, speaking of uh, The Wicker Man, which I watched earlier on. Uh, so if you're looking for cult films, there you go. Uh, right after that, though, from kind of the same time period as Halloween 3, you had a, another great kids horror movie uh, from Steven Spielberg, who you know directed uh, Duel, which I reviewed in the last uh, segment. But anyway, from his other kind of horror, actually Jaws is a horror movie, so he's had at least three. Um, and War of the Worlds is kind of a horror movie too, so I can't say he's only had two horror movies, but uh, probably his most well-known straight-up horror movie is Poltergeist, and you got the theme from that from Jerry Goldstein. Uh, then uh, another 70s movie, keeping those themes kind of alive this week. It was Wendy Carlos and Rachel Elkind uh, with The Shining theme, a, a movie I didn't really see until I was uh, a little bit older. Didn't watch that one as a kid. Uh, after that, it was Ennio Morricone with The Thing, a 1982 uh, movie. I've seen that many, many times. Uh, one of my favorite horror movies. And then something a little bit newer uh, from the It Follows. You had the theme from that um, from a production uh, group or duo uh, called Disaster Piece. And if you like It Follows, and you've seen that in the last couple of years, you're definitely going to like the next movie that I'm about to review here on the TV and Movies Review segment. Now, as I mentioned just a second ago, last segment I reviewed two really well-known horror movies from the 1970s I had never seen before uh, called Wicker Man or The Wicker Man and Duel. And I like both of them, but I really love Duel the most out of the two. Enough so that I actually have watched it two or three times over the past week. If you count having it on in the background while you're editing, watching it, I've definitely seen it three times. But um, got a new Halloween time uh, movie to recommend, and this one's going to be actually from 2023, and the title is "Talk to Me," which is an Australian horror movie, which of course means that's right, funny accents. And I often really love the Australian accent, by the way, and especially like their. Uh, slang words and the terms that they use, but um, anyway, uh, Talk to Me is an Australian movie, and what it is is it's the story of uh, the classic story of teenagers finding or having in their possession a severed hand that belonged to a psychic that now allows a person to communicate with the dead. So uh, yeah, classic teen movie right there, and of course these teenagers. One of the things I really liked about Talk To Me is that they do exactly, and I mean exactly, what my dumb friends and I would have done with a severed hand from a uh, psychic that allows you to talk to the dead. 
And of course that would be, you take it to parties, and at the parties, while all your high school friends are doing what they did at parties, um, you're doing party tricks, basically, of course. So you can impress all your other dumb teenager friends. And of course, that's 2023, so you know, in addition um, to doing party tricks, you're filming the party tricks and putting the videos on social media uh, for other people to see, uh, partly because it turns out there's kind of this like weird possession effect. It's kind of like a, a drug effect that you get from using the severed hand to communicate with the dead. So, uh, and that's pretty much what the first act is. It's really funny, um, almost kind of like a, a traditional like teenage party movie comedy. But, and you know, there's a but coming, but then things go, of course, terribly wrong. As uh, right off the bat, the main character, she is a person who recently lost her mom to with, um, you're not sure at the time, but what they think is an apparent suicide. And right there, I think you can probably figure out exactly where this movie is going with the severed hand that allows you to communicate with the dead and a recently deceased mother who committed suicide. Um, you can probably put that one together. And where it is, where it is going is a very dark place. Uh, very dark. And I have to say that Talk To Me is probably going to wind up like somewhere in my top five movies of 2023. And as a generalization, I don't really ever think horror movies are very scary. But I gotta be honest, this one got to me a little bit and it gets really tense in that third and final act. So um, good news too is I believe, I saw it, I saw it talk to me about a month ago, but I believe you're gonna be able to watch it on Netflix uh, starting Halloween weekend. So uh, one of the best movies of 2023 and I think undoubtedly like of the movies I've seen this year, the best horror movie of 2023. So, Check that out if you are into horror movies. Um, but what I'm into is new music, and I've got more new music coming up now. I'm gonna switch gears a little bit now that we've done our horror movies and scary stuff. Get a little bit of groovy here, and we've got a new one from this band called Drop 19s, and the song is The Price Was High, which kind of goes a little bit with the movie that I just reviewed. But anyway, Drop 19s, The Price Was High here on Living with Cranlock.
is passing you by
Okay, that is uh, Jockstrap and Taylor Sky, Good Girl. And um, thank you so much for listening to uh, Living with Cramwell this week on WGOT LP Gainesville. It's almost time to turn things over to the next great DJ, but before I do so, the FCC requires that I tell you every song and artist that you've heard today, and I'm going to finish that up right now. Because coming out of that break, you had Drop 19s. The price was high. Then it was one from Bar Italia with Jealousy. Uh, then you heard Dylan LeBlanc, Crowd Goes Wild. And then uh, the track, the song before the last one was one from Ian Sweet called Smoking Again. So uh, thanks once again, like I said, for listening. Um, real quick reminders that you can find my uh, all my like library online for free. Just go to Cramela Radio Shows in Cramela, C-R-A-M-E-L-A. And that, um, that's free. Um, also not free, uh, but very much important to the future of WGOT is liking us on Facebook and or maybe uh, contributing a couple dollars to our Venmo or our Patreon account, um, Patreon slash WGOT. Shout out to the dude or dudette who signed up for uh, Patreon this week for $1 a month. Because I know you're my listener because I talk about how we just want $1 a month from the people that listen all the time. And if everyone did that, then we wouldn't spend so much time on fundraising. But there you go. You've got us on uh, Facebook. You've got us on Patreon. And uh, you got us on the airwaves. So I don't know what else, uh, how else to get it to you. Right? Okay. So, uh, just enough time. Let's do a closing track, and we're going to rewind a little bit to the middle segment where was doing a great Halloween theme songs uh, from the great movies, and left an obvious one off the list. Probably the most obvious one is Jaws, but this is not Jaws. It's right up there with that, though. Um, from the original Halloween soundtrack, you have uh, one from John Carpenter uh, closing out this week's Halloween episode of Living with Kramla. Thanks so much. Bye.